I the debate. Wait, so are you, but are, is the podcast episode going to have an intro? No. We're introing right now the debate. Biden versus Trump. Who's going to win? Gonna start. Tell me when we're starting start. already. We're starting right now. This 15 minutes, 15 seconds in. We're starting. Trump versus Biden. Who are you going to think? Who's, who's your pick? Who are you voting for? Well, I think, like, for example, on the topic of the debates, um, there was definitely some notable differences between this debate and the first debate. I think that the moderator did a great job of creating like boundaries of okay you have your turn to talk and when this person has their turn to talk the other person can't interrupt and i thought it was, it was important to impose those rules even though they're basic and really a true presidential candidate doesn't need to have these rules enforced but you know the political climate we're in and yeah we're in a clown fest it's exactly. a political clown fest come on now but I'm, I think overall, <clears throat> the debate, I don't think it changed anyone's mind. It's it more of like solidified what we knew about the two candidates. Yeah. And oh, I read a statistic that said more people have voted already in this election than in 2016. And keep in mind, there's still 10 more days to vote. Yep. So I just think that all those vote campaigns that were carried out, whether through it was like media or sports, I think those are really showing. Yeah. Okay, these campaigns work, and then you know, and then you have like people that say "shut up and dribble." Well, no, no. <laughs> when you can make a change like this, there's no time to shut up and dribble. There's no time to shut up at all. This is our right. This is our voice, and we're about we're, we're about to make a voice heard. It's that simple. Right. I mean, we are only 10 days out from, you know, the the, the next four years yeah. of our country be, being laid out before us. Yeah, that's, it's, like I've been saying for a minute, uh, 2016 part two, <clears throat> um, it's going to be different in the sense that now we're the adults going through it but if we uh if like i say it doesn't matter who you vote for it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me who you vote for just vote you know vote for cat williams if you want to vote for you know dave Chappelle, lebron james whoever just vote go out and vote make your voice heard because you have that's your right that is your right just please i definitely say it is your right however don't just goof off like don't go right in kanye west as much as i love kanye oh well <laughs> that's too late for me um <clears throat> yeah 2020 um, i think we should definitely talk about uh trump saying basically i'm the least racist person yes uh that's with, with that statement itself by the way when you claim <coughs> that you're the least racist person you are still saying that you're racist yeah you're still implying that you're a racist. racist. You know, last time I didn't check, racism doesn't work on a spectrum. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Racism is on a spectrum now? Like, okay, I'm I'm only one-tenth racist today because it's just how I'm feeling, you know? 
Like it's like half of the bed. I wake up on the left side, I'm racist. I wake up on the right side, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're either racist or you're not. Anyone, like anyone who has to claim that they're the least racist person, the president out of all people. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the president, bro. Like it doesn't hit me till like just now. Like this is our president talking this way, bro. Like. He is crazy. Like, that wasn't... I mean, of course, that statement was just left field. I I laughed at that. I laughed at a lot of things he said. Um, Not because I thought it was funny, just because it's crazy. I took a, I took a lot of offense as well um, to when they were talking about the cages being built. And Biden was... He was saying how, and first off, let's talk about the cages before we get into it. It doesn't matter who built them, okay? It's about that there are kids in them, right. and they should never be a kid in a cage at all, at right. period. Okay. And I think it's I think it's important you say that because Trump said that okay, the under you know the Obama administration that Biden worked under the cages were built, which is true. But those cages were only meant to house people for 72 hours, not essentially take strip these kids from their family and put them in like cells. Yeah, it's completely changed what what the original intent was. And also, it's not just because. Let's say just because the Obama administration made the cages, that still doesn't make it right. And what doesn't make it right is that you're continuing to use it. If you truly didn't like it, you'd end it. You wouldn't blame another administration. You are in power now. You can do things. Well, that's really what's been his game is blaming other people and blaming Obama because we obviously we know why. But yeah, you know, I watched the debate because that's what a lot of people was interested in. I watched it or oh, I watched it live and I rewatched it with everybody else. And I'm just like, yo, do you see what he is saying? Like when Biden was mentioning about the cages being built and him and Trump putting the kids in the cages, he they ended it. Trump ended it by saying, Good. Like, what? Right. And I also think the the craziest part, which is also kind of funny, is this is like Trump's go-to talking point about the immigrants coming <coughs> over the border. He was saying, I think it was uh, Biden or the moderator asked that, okay, where, how are these kids getting here? He's like, they're coming through these thugs, these gangs, these coyotes. Coyotes, yeah. These are yeah. the same talking points that he's been using for four years. I'm telling you, no gangs are bringing over <laughs> these children. It's, yeah. Yeah. Gay. If you if you're in a gang, you're not carrying children. Right. From my from my experience, I guess. And also <clears throat> these a coyote those are not bringing entire families over in most cases. These what's 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 happening with the cages that the families come with their kids and then they're stripped. It's not like the the families are back home already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus coyotes are animals, so, you know. But, yeah, you know, Trump is a very, very, I don't want to say interesting, but I 
I like to imagine that uh, um, he's a pawn in the grand scheme of things. <clears throat> because it's just so crazy how he says these things in full confidence as well. Full confidence he says these things. And he doesn't care. He doesn't feel any remorse. He doesn't, he doesn't feel guilty. He doesn't feel anything. He like he feels like everything he says is absolute right, correct. And it's like, okay, I applaud the confidence, but goodness, you're the pres you're the president of the United States. You know, this is supposed to be the, the what makes the United States the United States is the diversity. Everybody coming in to achieve the American dream, right? Not, you know, we're going to close the borders to these thugs, these coyotes, these terrorists. No. Guess what? You're so concerned about everybody else, but you're not concerned about the terrorists in the place already. The domestic terrorism. KKK. White I'll... supremacy, which, which he failed to denounce. Exactly. Calling them proud boys. Sit back and watch, or sit as uh, like sit back and stand by, or some like what? Right. Well, it, it's typical. Essentially, what he's using is is <coughs> you know referring to immigrants as rapists, and then when when you know when you can ask like a Trump supporter and tell them, hey, this is what he's saying, they'll say, well, he's describing illegal immigrants, and this is this is what I'm saying is that. The form of racism that he's using is layered. That, like, a lot of stuff that he says on the cover, if you take the statement, okay, it's not necessarily racist. But when you put it in context, he's essentially giving, like, a nod to his fan base. Yeah. With, like, a secret little, you know, wink, wink. Like, a little handshake he has with his fan base. You know, yep. with the whole stand back, stand by. It's it's all like coded. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just this is the president, man. This is what the electoral college put in. And of course, you know, the popular vote can only do so much. <clears throat> but just go out and vote, you know, make your voice heard and you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care who you vote for. Just go for it. You know, you can vote for the Green Party. You know, like, you know, there's, yeah, there's the two main people, but there's other candidates to vote for, for president, you know, and it's more than just voting for the president. You're voting for, you know, count, you know, local legislators and, there's, there's bills. Yeah. you know, the yeah. ballot isn't just, um, the president you know there's the bills also um congress members uh, district attorneys bunch of stuff yep moving on i want to get to something that i've been um excited i've been anticipating to be able to make a talking point a regular talking point on this platform because it's important to <clears throat> I want to talk and not just talk about but 
to show love and support to the LGBT community. Before I get to that, you know, before we get to that, um, I'm just so in love <clears throat> with movies, TV shows, entertainment that is maybe not major, maybe not a hundred percently because it's almost impossible, but majority women. And, you, you know, you may be thinking, oh, because you're a guy, women, haha. No, um, I've been watching a show called Euphoria, starring Zendaya, starring Hunter Shafter, who is a uh, trans woman. And is also has other, you know, women-led characters. I, wa I used to watch a show called, and I would often stand... It's called Orange is the New Black. That show is pretty much 99% women-led. I love that show. Also has a trans woman in it. <clears throat> and I just love how both shows, actually, definitely in regards of LGBTQ and their characters or the actresses, how they're able to implement, and not able, but also implement that their history, you know? It's not just a trans woman actor and they're playing a, you know, a man or a woman. You get what I'm saying? They're implementing their history into, or their, their you know, their transition into the show. Right, and they're advocating for these people as well. Right. And <clears throat> it's just, I just love it. You know, I just really love it because it's important. Definitely in this climate is a very tough climate, very interesting climate, to say the least, to just support women and with the police brutality and things of that nature, protect black women. And we're gonna get into to that <clears throat> into a little bit, and that um that actress that I was referring to from Orange Is New Black, her name is Laverne Cox, beautiful and so talented actress. Is um just her her role her performance in Orange Is New Black is mwah, chef kiss to any LGBTQ listeners. You know, I don't like saying fans, but relators, people who relate to us, people who listen to us talk. We love you. Okay? We really do. We're here for you. We support. We are an ally, Shion and I. This platform is for the people, to the people. And I don't believe in discriminating or in any way endangering or throwing harm onto any person, especially because of who they are, you know, what they are, living in their truth, living in their life. There's a few websites as we've been <clears throat> for the last few episodes, we mentioned an, an org, a fundraiser, a website to just, you know, for you to go out and look into and support. 
it's this website that I have is LGBTQ related. It's um the website is <clears throat> LGBTQfund.org. <clears throat> and I'm at the donate page and it's it's saying help us fight back. With your help, the LGBTQ Freedom Fund secures the liberty, the liberty and safety of people held in jail or immigration detention, focusing on LGBT individuals, cute individuals. In tandem, we raise awareness of the epidemic of the LGBTQ over-incarceration. We accept contributions by mail and via credit card or PayPal below. And, you know, to avoid processing fees, there's your donate there. Um, it's just so, just so important that we recognize not only just through the entertainment and arts and everything, but the everyday person that is, you know, in each category, in their, you know, respective categories. And if, you know, you see something happening, don't, Please don't be afraid to help them, you know, call the police. It's not fair that people are being targeted and harassed for them because they are living in their life, how they feel, how they see fit, you know? And I think it's, I think it's great that you mentioned um, the, the black trans lives mattering because of course in the, in early June with, um, with George Floyd, it was Black Lives Matter, right? Right. And then as the movement evolved, it also, I love that it incorporated Black trans lives because Black people alone in this country already have to face so many challenges. And on top of that, those who are making that transition have to deal with those challenges as well. Yep. So not only the outside barriers, but even within their own family, like your own family might not even accept you because they have certain views. So I think it's great because, you know, that group is just already so marginalized, bombarded every day. Right. And, and I believe I was reading somewhere that they have trans people have the highest suicide rate right and And it's not right by the way right well you're obviously just yeah you're just doubling down on the fact but that 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 needs to be addressed so i i think it's great that you you mentioned those and of course the links will be put in the description yeah so i think definitely please go check those organizations out and i have one more website i want to show because it, it just caught my eye and I don't think it gets um, <clears throat> the, that this conversation I've I've never really seen being part of um, AIDS, AIDS, H AIDS HIV. Um, <clears throat> this is a um, in fact this is a website for Black AIDS, you know Black people with AIDS. If I'm not mistaken, Black women have the most like statistically the most deaths so it's 
it hurts us. It hurts black women the most, you know. The website is called blackaids.org. <clears throat> and it says the Black AIDS Institute develops programs that create awareness about the HIV crisis in black communities, provides training to build capacity at the individual and community level, and mobilizes black communities to advocate for themselves. <clears throat> you support helps the Black AIDS Institute national programs, as well as the Institute's HIV services in Los Angeles. You can make a one-time or reoccurring donation. 100% of your donation is tax-deductible. Deductible. It's, um, personally, when I think about AIDS, HIV, and I'm a virgin, by the way. Just thought I should put that out there. It's, um, it's a scary, it's a scary thought to have because it, it basically is killing your immune system, breaking your system down, and it, it, it kills your T-cell count, too. And I, I, I've seen this movie. I love this movie. I love this actor, Matthew McConaughey. You're one of the greatest to ever do it. He was in a movie called Dallas Buyers Club, where he contracts AIDS HIV. And he is not a... He is not attracted to male men, but he had gotten it through um, the needle, drugs, and everything. And basically, since he had got it, he was so determined to find a cure <clears throat> and to, you know, beat it. And you see a really good transition be from who he was in the beginning to not so likable, to not so, you know, nice to likable and nice and this is actually based on a true story a real true story and <clears throat> another occurrence of seeing it was in the straight out of compton movie with easy who had quite on contracted it <coughs> and you know to see a publicizing figure such as easy and another one magic johnson who you know, we're so thankful to have to this day to see him have passed and, you know, he himself was not attracted to men, but, you know, you get it from either sharing needles from people who've had it, you know, from unprotected heterosexual sex or, you know, unprotected sex, you know, having multiple sex partners. So please, you know, be safe. Wear protection, take the proper proper medication, protect yourselves. Don't share needles, please. Don't do that. If you're going to have sex, please be safe. Do not cheat. Do not step out. Okay, you don't know what people have. You don't know what people are not telling others. Please go get tested regularly, like a, like a checkup. Make this a part of your life. This sex is uh sex is a part of life. That's how we reproduce. That's how we've all been born. It's because of sex. Right. So please be responsible. Like we said before about, you know, 
how it was in 2016 to how it is now. We this is our time. This is how this is when it's going to really affect us because we're the ones going out to vote now. This is our time to be responsible. So please, if you have it in, you know, your heart, please donate to end HIV. It is critical definitely for the black community to not only have enough funds to, you know, be able to fight against it and learn, you know what I mean? Like, it's really important. And I would like to take the time out to um to talk about the more about them. The Black AIDS Institute, BAI, is a leader in ending HIV in Black America. It is, it is our nation's only uniquely and unapologetically Black think, and I quote, think and do tank. Powered by two decades of work to end the Black HIV epidemic, BAI is led by people who represent the issues we serve. BAI sources are capacity building, mobilization, policy, and advocacy efforts from Black leaders and communities across the country and provide high-quality, direct HIV services and linkage to care to Black people. BAI is deeply committed to exposing the systems and roots of oppression used around the world and in the U.S. to particularly marginalize Black people as a whole with a deep understanding that health justice is racial justice. We not only address the social determinants of health, but dig deep into understanding how unlearning isms and phobias contribute to decreased health dis- disparities amongst black people and increased ability to help service providers and institutions to address a black person as a whole and not a part of a sum. BAI is revolutionizing the HIV service industry to center and uplift black experiences to allow black people to live their fullest, healthiest lives with dignity, care, and respect. Dignity, care, and respect. And besides just this part of life, sex, and dealing with this, that is what we are owed. That is what we should be guaranteed as a people is dignity, care, and respect. Thank you. You hit, you hit it spot on. I've been watching this show. I can't. I'm, I, I can't I'll, I'll be lying if I say I've been watching, but I watched a good five episodes, maybe. It's a show called Pose. I love this show. I love it. I love it. Pose, um, it's a TV show. It's on, I feel like it, it started on Hulu and it's now on Netflix all the way. But it's on Netflix. And it's a, <clears throat> it's a show about the starting, the startup of the, um, the ballroom scene in New York. And I'll I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read the description on uh, Wikipedia, I guess. 
Pose is an American drama TV series about New York City's African-American and, and Latino LGBTQ and gender non-conforming ballroom culture scene in the 1980s and in the second season, early 1990s. I love it. I love it. Pose is such a good show. If you're... um. If you have Netflix, I'm sure you've seen it. It's a really good show. <clears throat> and it's, it's just about the, the ballroom scene, the starting up of the ballroom scene. African-Americans started this. We started that. Of course, along with Latino as well. But we really started it. You know, we, 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 it was, I mean, of course, we weren't a part of that time period. But just watching this show, they knock it out of the park. You know, it's it's such a good show, and that's why I was saying that was alluding back to what I was saying about the movies and TV shows that are, <clears throat> you know, women led. Also, you know, LGBTQ influenced and you know led as well. You know, I just love basically what I'm saying. The boundaries are not there anymore they're being broken the lines are exactly. not blurred and i love it i love this it is a, a new era right no one's put in a box anymore exactly the, the oppressed are now not only do they have a voice within media but also now the minorities are starting to actually have stakes yeah in in these shows the stakes of course i mean money and it's just and, and, and don't get it twisted obviously it's going to take a, a very long time if it even happens where comics and money that it's a, a level playing field for minorities but right it definitely the like you said boundaries are being broken <coughs> it's definitely a start it's definitely a start and i think just um everything i've seen has been a knock out into the park and I just love it and you know me being who I am I'm not afraid to step out of my comfort zone in regards of appreciating new uh new entertainment new ideas new culture you know like I just love seeing people be happy and live their happiest lives being their ha themselves you know, I'm in a city where people are different from different backgrounds, religious, religions, um, ethnic groups, sexual sexuality, sexual preferences, pronouns. It's different and it is good. I love it. You know, it's different. It's unique. You know, it is unique and it's to be dignified. It is to be cared for. And most importantly, it is to be not only acknowledged, but respected. We're all different. Exactly. But we are the same. That is what makes us different. Because we're different. But we're the same. Because we're different. Right. right. It's a huge melting pot. Yeah. And as, as soon as we just learn to... And see, that's the thing. It's not about people hating another person. It's about them not loving themselves. 
because and I was watching a Joe Rogan uh interview with Kevin Hart. Joe Rogan was interviewing Kevin Hart and it's just a snippet and I try to get back on the course of conversation. <clears throat> they said um Joe Rogan said you think Michael Jordan ever made comments? No. You think happy people, successful people have time to make comments? Oh, that was trash. Oh, I hate it. Oh, you're such a... You think happy people are doing that? You think people who have things going for themselves are doing that? No, not at all. No. Just because you're not happy with yourself, that doesn't mean that other people are not good. That doesn't mean what other people are doing is hurting you or offensive. You're not happy with yourself. And so it's going to be impossible for you to be happy with everyone else being happy with themselves. But it doesn't make it right. And as soon as you admit that you're not happy with yourself, it's weird when people admit things, admitting guilt or faults. It is just like a a magic. It feels magical in a sense where your brain just it can now start its route to becoming better. Once you admit that you're not good. It it just your brain it just clicks like okay now I can finally get to being better, because right. and also no one is is good. We're all still learning. Right. It's every I mean every day is a learning process process not only about other people but ourselves. You know. Right. But mistakes aren't a bad thing. They're not. I mean certain certain mistakes are not mistakes. Well, you know, depends what you mean by mistakes. If you're walking right. into a situation knowing that yeah. what you're doing is wrong, that's not a mistake. Yeah, you that's know? not. What I mean by mistakes, I mean like you're trying something new. You're going outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And hey, it may not work the first time, but you're gonna learn from that and bounce back and try again a second time. There's no book. There's no Bible. There's no book. There's no anything that says you have to be perfect. There's not. Right, and if there is, they're wrong. And they're wrong. And maybe I feel like we talked about this before, but if we even did, we have to continue saying this. There is no anywhere that says you must be 100% on the field. No. Just because you made, you're starting an experiment, you're experimenting, and everything just came to you know, disaster or whatnot, everything went in disarray, that does not mean to give up. It doesn't. The greats don't give up. The greats are not perfect. Michael Jordan, sure, he's 6-0 in the finals, but we know he lost in the playoffs. He, he never made every shot. He He's made turnovers. He's committed fouls. That's all a part of the game, ladies and gentlemen. And this in this game is called life. And we make turnovers. We make fouls. We don't make every shot. But guess what? 
You ain't gonna have to tell Kobe to keep shooting. <laughs> you ain't gonna have to tell Michael Jordan to keep shooting. You ain't gonna have to tell LeBron to get everybody involved. Because we all know LeBron's gonna get everybody involved. Right. You have to keep going. I have to keep going. I, I tell myself, yo, you gotta keep going. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it if you don't. You, you're gonna hate the process but you're gonna have to trust it and keep going it's a grind in the beginning but when you start to trust it and make your routine it's not a grind no more it's a lifestyle it's a way of life right you get your wings you start flying exactly but the wings have to grow and you grow with it you don't have to be perfect but you have to try to be better than what you are. And that, and you know, it doesn't even mean that you're a bad person. You have to be good. You can be good and you can be better. Be better than good. Be better right. than good. You can, accept, you can accept who you are, too. Yeah. There are certain things in life. <sighs> there are certain things in life where... Things that are out of your control and people have to accept. But certain mindsets and um, certain things we don't have to accept. And I'm going to do some more research before I say anything about a particular thing that I will not accept. That is somewhat trying to be pushed. But. I'm going to get back into that. But there are certain things that we don't have to accept. It's unacceptable because it's disgusting and humane. But there are people trying to push it. And it, I hope it never gets pushed to where they think it they want it to be. But we are all different. <clears throat> we all bleed the same color. We all have to eat, drink, sleep. Most of us work commute you know we all have family responsibilities obligations we all have to take showers brush our teeth you have to worry about that Cheyenne you're good on those but (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that would be till it's not (laughs) but you catch my drift Let's not, you know, let's not make it any harder on everybody else. You know, love, 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 good love, love, love. I love, love. I love people. I love people. I love, I want people to be happy. You know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in a space. I'm in, I'm in a city. I never wanted to leave when I came back. I'm in a city. I had to wait three long hurting years to get back to. And while I'm a better version myself now, a much smarter version, a much stronger version, a much determined, more determined version from previous years, I'm not happy yet. I'm not satisfied. I'm hungry. I am hungry.
hungriest I've ever been. Yeah, because if you don't, I'm I'm a, I'm a starve. Trust me, I'm hungry, and every day is gonna be a new battle. I'm not secured yet. I'm not. I'm not. Complacency kills. It it does, and literally, I'm not secure yet. I'm I'm I feel like I'm in I'm in in space, lost in space, but I'm working on security. You see how we can be down bad, but we're working on being up good. Just think about like in NFL. We're down a touchdown. But there's still time on the clock. We can still run the ball, throw. Just because we're down a little bit, we have the opportunity to get up. Get up. Get up, dust yourself off, and get back to it. Just because we're in bad situations don't mean we have to stay there. Bad situations happen to everywhere across the world. Everybody. And being down bad doesn't give you a right to make other people be down bad with you. No. That does not mean that. Strive for greatness. Strive to be a better version of yourself. That's what I do. That's what I hope for my team, for my peoples, for this for this project, this passion, this way of life right here, this thing that we're doing. I want every time to be a better version, a better offering. This is our offering to the world. That's why we're so passionate about bringing other worlds into this, other communities, more than just hip-hop and sports and Drake. LeBron James, we want to talk about things that is worth talking about because it's about the people. We love you, okay? But we still have more things to talk about. I know that was a bit of a serious turn, but I just, we just said two names in particular that we plan on talking about. Drake and LeBron James. Well, first we're going to talk about Drake. Happy birthday, Drake. 34 years old. Happy birthday. Happy ratchet birthday. It's your birthday, Jizzy. It's your birthday. Yes, sir. I'm gonna try to put it on. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it sounds good. Okay. Happy birthday to Drake. He is 34 years old. I'm happy for you. Okay. But until, until you drop that album. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hope you have the worst birthday of your life. As a matter of fact, I hope you go ahead birthdays. I hope you gain age as we're speaking. Yes, I like you gain years. Like you don't. You should be fifty by the time. <laughs> Imagine he's fifty when he drops the album. Uh, that'd be amazing. That'd, that'd be some poor, poor, poor. Honestly. Yes, sir. It's your fucking birthday. Okay, I'm a, okay. That's enough for you, Drake. A copyright. <laughs> Hell yeah. Goodness, Drake getting us in trouble. Unhappy birthday. All right. Unhappy birthday to you, Drake. Yeah, um, Drake. Like I said, we're not we're not talking till you drop the album. So, LeBron James, we're sick 
Okay? It's ridiculous out here. Ridiculous what they're doing. It's ridiculous. Okay? It, oh, it, it's getting ridiculous out here. It's getting ridiculous out here. I hope the world can see. I hope the world will see how ridiculous it's getting out here. Let, let me just say the headline. I I think this was a um I don't know an anonymous member within like the media world um said that LeBron just listen to this headline. <laughs> LeBron is overly focused on the on the image of his legacy. Overly focused and tired of feeling the best now. Or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's like saying, "Wow, Elon Musk cares about making Tesla." It's like, is this a knock? I don't understand. What are we trying to do here? It's any way we can try to tear down LeBron James. That's that's what it is. What type of headline even is that? Because they can't say that he lost in the finals. We, and I don't mean we, but the people, the useless media, they just have to come up with ways to try to knock him down. They can't. They can't knock him for losing in the finals. They can't. They can't knock him for beating the Heat because they make him look really stupid. So they're just trying different ways to get at him. Trust right. me, without LeBron James, it's good. when LeBron James retires, bro. The ship's gonna sink. Oh my for god! These media members, every one single of one of them. They've, they've had jobs because of this guy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like Skip Bayless seems like to be the only one that's secure because he he got it good. But he might as well put him on his payroll. Honestly, like. It is just ridiculous. I remember just like last year, two years ago, they're talking about, is LeBron a bad father for being at his son's games and dunking and, uh, bitch, if my dad was LeBron James <laughs> and I play basketball too, I want him dunking every, every time out. I wanted to see him dunk. Yo. Stadium likes that. No one's like, oh my god, LeBron's on the court. Yo. No, these, the people in the stadium are like, wow. Wait, I get to actually see him in person? <laughs> I've yet to see LeBron James in person. Like, if I'm LeBron's kid, I'm, if I was LeBron's kid, I'm like, yo, that's my dad right there. <laughs> Dunking. And right. he gets, and he's the best player in the world. That's like saying, like, if Michael Jackson was my dad, like, what are y'all doing? Like, it's just people are still obsessed with Michael Jordan to a degree, to a higher degree. And it's just, you know, without LeBron James, the media the, the is, is so boring. It's either no LeBron James and absolutely boring or LeBron James and absolutely ridiculous out here. And I hope the world will see it. Speaking of uh, LeBron James' kid, uh, we haven't heard much from Bronny recently. He, that, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. No, no posts on social media, no stories. Zero dark Bronny, goddamn. <laughs> I think LeBron's security is fifth ring with that beating. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. 
<laughs> God damn, man. Like, that's what he was locked in for. Zero Dark 30 mode was made for that beating. Yeah. <laughs> Not for real. Zero Dark 30, Zero Dark Brawny is fuck. It's, it's hilarious, man. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm 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 worried. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever gonna see him again. Right. I mean, this goes back to LeBron caring about his image and his family's image. Mm-hmm. So I think, not saying to beat your children, but if you have to make a stamp, you got to make a stamp. Yeah. It is. <laughs> All jokes aside, I don't start. think. What happened? I've I don't never think seen anything LeBron... like that. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. Because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's really ridiculous, okay? Actually, that was DeMarcus Cousins. We did a pre-recorded podcast clip with him. Yeah. Shout out to Marcus Cousins. Shout out to Marcus Cousins. Boogie. Um, thanks for hopping on the, the podcast. Much but, love. Yeah, I agree with DeMarcus. It, it's getting ridiculous. Highly ridiculous. Side, I don't think LeBron's... I don't think LeBron beat his kid. Nah. I don't want to make that claim because that's that's a bold claim. And also, I don't want to like speak on his name like that. Right. Put some respect on his name. Right. But definitely. LeBron, you ain't got the questions, Shay. LeBron definitely disciplined him. Like, there, there was a talk. There was a moment where he pulled him aside to the room. He's like, look. Look here. Bonnie. Buddy. Listen, bud. Bonnie. Listen, Bonnie. Listen. Listen, Bonnie. If you do that shit again, <laughs> you ain't gonna be. I'm. I don't know what he could have said. Like what? Like I'm giving the whole inheritance to Zuri. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> now that would be something. That see that would actually be realistic though. Like honestly, to a degree, because Bonnie's about to be rich in a few years too. But like for the time being, yeah. Like you can't just regularly discipline. The kid of the greatest basketball player, like, you know, like. No, when LeBron speaks, Bronny listens. But when <laughs> someone like LeBron. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when when your dad LeBron, speaks. He's not like this this weak like beta male guy. He's six foot eight, two hundred sixty five pounds. He's, if he's gonna pull you to the side <laughs> with this voice, he's gonna make you listen. Yeah. He just demands. He demands his presence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, like, like any dad does. Right. I mean, this kid is named after his father. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that I potentially have the mantle to carry on my dad's legacy. Not necessarily be as great. Man, LeBron smoked at sixteen and talked about it. He, he right. said it in interviews. Yo, I smoke weed because right. the anxiety of the draft and like. It's nothing different, just... I think the reason that LeBron would be mad at his son is the fact that this didn't happen when LeBron was there. LeBron was in the bubble and couldn't do anything. (laughs) 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 Right. And no, no, let's not forget, not only was LeBron in the bubble, but his wife was there too. You know how how they made it, um, where you can bring a family member. So pretty much Bronny was there at that house. And I mean, I don't. No supervision. I don't think we've. I'm sure they got a butler or something. Um, we no. I don't think anyone's yet to come up with this idea. But what if it was medical marijuana? Like, what if he needed it for medical reasons? 
Avery, I love the optimism. I love <laughs> Like no no one's yet to say that. They live in California. They're not in Ohio. They live in California, Los Angeles. It's legal. Avery, Avery I love the optimism. <laughs> I don't know who that name is. I don't know who that guy is, to be honest. But um Yeah, um loves optimism. Appreciate it. He 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 feels himself blowing almost a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he he's a professional, I guess. I don't know. Um That's true. But yeah, shout out to LeBron, shout out to all the black dads. We love you. All uh never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um but yes, all black lives matter. Okay? All black lives matter. All trans lives matter. All black trans lives matter. All LGBTQ matter. People in the uh, under the umbrella matter. Okay? It can be a bit, you know, definitely what's going on. It can be tough mentally. You know, it can be challenging. Challenging. And that's why I recommend... And the people here, Shine and I, and everyone else at the Other Khalil Podcast, suggest and recommend going to BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp, their mission is to make professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime and anywhere. You want to hear some statistics? We've been talking about statistics, numbers. 98% of people who's gone to BetterHelp has made significant progress. 94% prefer BetterHelp over face-to-face therapy. And 70% has reduced depression symptoms. Please go to BetterHelp.com if you're going through any challenges in life. Any challenges. They deal with, as you mentioned, LGBTQ um, situations. There's counselors specifically for these types of things. With religion. With home difficulties. With depression, anxiety, bipolar. It's here. Available. And if you're wondering how much it costs, the cost of counseling through BetterHelp ranges from only $60 to $80 per week, billed every four weeks, and includes unlimited access to your counselor. You can cancel your membership at any time, for any reason, by the way. Affordable, convenient, accessible. Please. You can email, face chat, FaceTime, text, call. It's it's there. Please, if you're feeling like you're going you're about to go through something, you're going through something, do not hesitate. Do not hesitate at all. You know, depression is real. You know, depression is real. And it hurts. It hurts and Sometimes we feel alone, like, who can I talk to? Who can I trust? 
That's an that's a big thing. Who can I trust with this sensitive information? How can I have tangible help? If you're feeling <clears throat> if you're feeling like you cannot get any help, if you're feeling suicidal, let's be real. I don't want to say anything, you know, sugarcoat. If you're feeling suicidal, please call the hotline 800 800-273-8255. Help is available. It is. 24-7 service, by the way. 800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. If you're feeling suicidal during this time, definitely with the hatred in this world, as Shion has mentioned before, Black trans lives has the highest suicide suicide rate. Please, to all trans lives, if you're feeling that way, do not hesitate to call. Call 800-273-8255. Visit betterhelp.com. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. Okay? We love you. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we much enjoyed recording and giving to you. We have more news about the podcast, about the business to come in the upcoming weeks. Please keep your heart up high, your head up straight. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. We love you. We love you. We love you. Take care.